Neurobiologics proudly presents Season 2 of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. This show will provide our listeners with up-to-date medical information from a leading neurotologist and neuromean specialist. With Dr. Stewart's broad medical knowledge, we will discuss how he helps his patients with issues such as ADD, migraines, hormones, sleep, fatigue, methylation, autism, genetic mutations, and nutritional protocols. I am your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and I invite you to sit back, grab your favorite beverage or cup of coffee, and let's have Coffee with Dr. Stewart. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. I'm your host, Kara Stewart-Mullins, and as always, we have Dr. Kendall Stewart. How are you? I'm doing great, Kara. Good. You had a good week? Oh, yeah. I'm jacked on coffee right now. Oh, I can tell. Last week, it was me. Now, this this week is you. I'm a little tired today, I have to admit. I had a lot going on last night, but Mm -hmm. um, okay, we're going to go off of what we did last week, because last week was very interesting, and I just don't think people realize the importance of mitochondria. No. So we got through what mitochondria do and how key and um, necessary they are to function well. You went over the five steps, which we're going to cover again. But, you know, we talked about genetic weaknesses, but also we ended the show on something interesting. We talked about the poisoning of the mitochondria and where Mm -hmm. a lot of these things can get um, poisoned, I guess, so to speak. So before you you start speaking, I just want to preface that, that we're going to cover the genetic weaknesses of the mitochondria, and we're going to also talk about the poisoning. And we're also going to going to talk about some new uh, findings that you talk about recently. Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, poisoning's a hard term, right? It's a pretty hard term. Uh, obviously, the status of the mitochondria before, depending on the person. What's really unique about what's going on with genetic testing now is we can actually see the inside of the mitochondria from a enzymatic standpoint and those are the five steps you're talking those are basically the five uh, steps of the respiratory chain okay okay and you know those steps basically are the five steps that produce 90 percent of the energy in the cell Mm -hmm. okay now the thing is is what we're realizing is that there can be weaknesses in four out of those five steps and it actually defines um, the strength of the mitochondria so basically an NFL football player will have mitochondria that'll work about ninety percent. Yeah, you said okay. athletes, you're pro, right? Yeah. Well, and those the reason those guys are that way is because they are freaks because they got great energy. Yeah. But if you're operating at sixty percent, um, in relative terms, and we don't know exactly how strong each of these little snips are, but we know that they obviously weaken the system. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get into chronic fatigue. You're not going to function well. You're going to get into, obviously, more anxiety. Neurotransmitter function. Neurotransmitter problems, immune problems. So I like to tell patients, think about a 90-year-old lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this 90-year-old lady is getting weak batteries. First thing to go is her nervous system. Her brain doesn't work well. She doesn't move very quickly, et cetera. Then, all of a sudden, she starts to get sickly. That's the immune system starting to go Shutting down. down. Okay? Then, all of a sudden, the muscles don't work anymore, and guess what? She can't take care of herself anymore. Yeah. And then, eventually, you're going to lose her pretty soon after that. Yeah. Okay? You mentioned that last week, and I, I was like, I understand. Very that's... simple stuff. The reason that's important is because you got to understand that those three systems, brain first, immune system second, muscles third, take most of the energy of the body. Yeah, I was shocked that when you said that the brain, the mitochondria in the brain takes the most energy. Sure, well, it has to work all the time. I mean, I guess so. It kind of takes control of... It never gets a rest. You can rest your muscles. Yeah. Okay. Now, the thing is, um, depending on the status you have uh, initially, if you go in there and you weaken the mitochondria with a chemical, or you weaken it with a toxin, for instance, you certainly have... 
a bigger problem in somebody who's already got weak mitochondria. Yeah, it said the types of toxic, and there was a lot of information. You were right. If I went to Google and looked at all this stuff, I mean, interesting research. Sure. I had, can I ask you one quick question? Sure. Why do doctors, if this is so, it is so key. I, I mm-hmm. Like, again, I don't think people understand what the mitochondria, how important they are for us for functionality. Why do doctors not go, oh, well, we think your mitochondria is weak at your medical exam or your general practice exam? We couldn't see it. Because they're so small or we just didn't know No, we just never assumed it. Now, we would see somebody who, let's say, had floppy muscles or a floppy baby or we'd see these autistic kids with, you know, low muscle tone, Mm -hmm. poor poor muscle tone. And we'd say, yeah, those people probably have mitochondrial weakness. But we never thought about you or I, these normal people, somebody having much better batteries than somebody else. But still having an issue. Still having an issue because the problem is you've got to feed these mitochondria something that's methylation. You have to feed methyl tetrahydrofolate through a receptor that's coded by the SLC19A1. And we find out that people who do not function as well can't carry methylfolate into the mitochondria very well. So not only having a methylation problem – primarily if you can't carry it it makes it even worse in the mitochondria that's why you said start with methylation first then go with the mitochondria you gotta put gas in it okay and so mm-hmm. with the mitochondria snips the the five that you look at mm-hmm. what can you name some of those for sure. some of our listeners that are have their genetic testing so the first one is ndufs7 okay okay the second one is step two you really don't have to worry about it it's never defective okay you can see that's good step three is coded by the uqcrc2 and that's okay. ubiquinone C uh, cytochrome reductase. Then there's COX-5A and COX-6C, which handle step ah. four. And then there's ATP, different ATPases that handle, or ATP production enzymes that handle are coded by the ATP uh, G3 and C1. Something okay, like you that. passed the quiz. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so but, like if, a, if a, you go to a physician or a doctor that looks at genetic testing, he should be looking at those. They're uh, important. He should, but he doesn't necessarily know that. You see, respiratory well, chain is that's what you're really, here for. Well, that's right, because the respiratory chain is hard. This is hard chemistry. But unfortunately, that makes 90% of the energy of the cell. Okay. Okay. Well, back to the toxic agents that can hurt the mitochondria. We've got pharmaceutical products. Yeah. We've got anesthesia surgery environmental agents and diet so let's start with let's start with pharmaceuticals okay you know this is a very touchy subject but remember that the fda i think they should actually look in my opinion at the potential toxicity of the mitochondria whenever they're approving a drug yeah it says it is not an fda requirement for drug approval establishing establishing mitochondrial toxicity no that is not true and that uh, that is true and that is a travesty to me yeah okay you're so, taking something you think that's going to help. So without a doubt, the from a pharmaceutical agent, the most severe is probably one form of the antibiotics called the quinolones. Yeah. Okay. The quinolones are Cipro, Avalox. Um, they basically, the way they work is actually poisoning the mitochondria of bacteria. Okay. Because you're so sick. Right. You have that bacteria so bad. Right. So the bacteria, you poison it and that's how you kill it. The f- problem is if you've got a weak mitochondria... Those quinolones can poison your your mitochondria. Too. Oh, gosh. And then you you're going to tell us how to get out of that. Well, okay. Now, the second thing, and so they'll tell you in certain antibiotics now to take CoQ10, but we're finding out that ne- doesn't necessarily It's not in the work. right form. Well, it's exactly right. Now, the second uh, the second group, believe it or not, is the statins. Okay. Okay, and that's going to be very controversial. But guess where cholesterol is 
uh, interrupted, its metabolism is interrupted in a mitochondrial chain. Yeah, I read that mm-hmm. when I was looking through your research. Okay, so the whole, the whole problem is you have these side effects that are very well known, like myopathies, mm-hmm. uh, neuropathies. Uh, some people talk about encephalopathies. And basically, if you've got a weak mitochondria and then you throw in a statin, mm-hmm. And you weaken the mitochondria more, you all of a sudden can make people's brains and nervous systems not work well, their muscles not work wow. well. Do you understand? Yeah. And so they'll always tell you to take CoQ10 with it. Well, that doesn't necessarily always work. Okay. Okay. Because it depends on your genetic alteration. And then probably the third the, the third biggest uh, category. Um, well, you know, they, we, I found anticonvulsants, well, psychotropic drugs. Yeah, psychotropic drugs are probably the third. So your which Prozac, makes no sense. Your, your, makes no sense because obviously – neurological issues typically are now that we can see it mitochondrial mitochondrial weakness and then you throw in this agent and all of a sudden you may be making people worse is it because you're depleting the neurotransmitter function is that do you think that's what it is or what do you think is causing the the weakness of the mitochondria no the weakness in the mitochondria is encoded what does that mean means you're born with it well i know but why why, what is the drug doing the drug is basically interrupting the process oh okay so those five steps are somehow interrupted the biggest problem though is that you've got to look at some other things like how good are you at clearing chemicals because chemicals byproducts of drugs not the drug itself but the broke the breakdown of the drug and the byproduct if you have inability to clear that okay from a glutathione or from an intracellular antioxidant standpoint you really can get more poison than you wish okay and at least if you're methylating with with a lot of these drugs that you're having to take or you think you need or the doctor thinks you need at least you're kind of ahead of the game or helping yourself a little bit of ahead we're learning that obviously there's some faulty forms of glutathione present in many people goodness okay there is some abnormal liver enzymes in the n-acetyltransferase system there are some abnormal sod's which clear oxidative those are other snips those are other snips and basically we're starting to put together this whole puzzle that is starting to make more sense as to why some people get sick and other people don't. Okay. So when some people get on these psychotropics or anticonvulsants, that was another big one, mm-hmm. anesthesia, surgery. I mean, that's just kind of because you're yes. having a rough time so on anesthesia, the body. we'll go with that because everybody worries about that. Yeah. So in autism, where we have low muscle tone and obviously weak mitochondria in many kids, we've those parents all know to avoid anesthesia. Laughing gas, anything right. like that. So it's really the one, what we call the volatile camp compounds, the ones that are in gases that we breathe in to initiate, to Sleep. initiate anesthesia. Okay. And so obviously you can help protect yourself if you need to use those by putting something in to pull it back out. So we'll use glutathione suppositories, IV glutathione, glutathione lotions. We'll do all kinds of things to try to get that back out because you know, you need to be asleep when you're doing surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea is we can tell the anesthesiologists, uh, a lot of them don't quite understand. Um, it's just the way they are. It's interesting there's, that there's there's some out there. I've well, come across one recently that's really getting all this. I'll tell you of, of my patients who are professional doctors our professionals and our physicians, anesthesiologists get it probably better than just about anybody. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they just understand that the body's going to go through some serious They're pretty. They're pretty good breakdown. chemists. They're real good chemists, but they also know that basically what they do is they take the body to the edge of death every day and oh, pull you back. Oh, interesting. So, you know, they really get this stuff. Uh, um, obviously, they tend to get sick if they're exposed to those chemicals, too. That's the environmental factors. Mm-hmm. And so they're really a clever group of doctors, in, in my mind, especially as patients. So if you're an anesthesiologist or you're just a surgeon in general, I mean, that's one thing that I found interesting with you even 15 years ago. You're always trying to get 
you know, give nutrition prior and post surgery. Yeah, you got to prepare the patient for surgery because they've got to be able to extract. Those I used toxins. to tell my patients, kind of silly, you know, we don't take it. We don't take an 80-year-old lady straight into surgery. You know, no. We, we try to get her beefed up a little bit. <laughs> we should actually beef up everybody before What do you surgery. mean, like gain weight or beef well, up nutritionally? You know, gain weight, nutritionally, all that, because we knew that Well, they, they tell you to stop her. smoking, stop drinking oh, alcohol sure. for a reason, and but there's other ways. One. Good thing you mentioned smoking. Um, tobacco uh, smoke is a very notorious mitochondrial yeah. devastation agent. So those chemicals and certain... Herbicides and pesticides are really well known to hurt your mitochondria. Okay. Well, we're going to cut right there because when we get back, we're going to talk about how to get that out of your system so you can get the mitochondria on the right track. All right. We'll be right back with Coffee with Dr. Stewart. No two people are the same. Our health issues and our nutritional needs are as unique as our smiles. That's why our mission at Neurobiologics is simple. Provide quality nutrition that changes lives, one formula at a time. Developed through a collaboration with top U.S. physicians, each Neurobiologics formula carefully targets specific health issues. I can't tell you how much supplementation has helped our family. Being able to put back in their bodies what they were missing, we had dramatic results. We had focus in school. We had children that were able to sleep through the night. We had children that had their moods regulated. What we're interested more in neurobiologics is replenishing the insufficiencies that the body has in order to recover the underlying problem and reestablish the nervous system and immune system normal function. Each of us is unique. Shouldn't your supplement be too? Neurobiologics. We are changing lives one formula at a time. All right, everybody, and we are back with episode 10, part two of Coffee with Dr. Stewart. We are talking about mitochondria, fatigue, mitochondria, things that can hurt the mitochondria. And like I said in the beginning, I don't think people understand how how detrimental the mitochondria can be affected with a lot of things that we do. Right, Dr. Stewart? That's right. I mean, from pharmaceuticals to, to anesthesia, we talked about environmental agents. So we ended the note on like, we ended on environmental agents talking about smoking, talked about alcohol, talked about other chemicals that could get like poisons. Are mm-hmm. you talking about like fertilizers and things like that? Absolutely. Insecticides. So we, I know that you deal with a lot of patients who've had some kind of environmental poisoning what what is your course of protocol when you get those kind of because you know something's going on well first of all you got to let the patient know that they're right that they don't feel good because most doctors will roll their eyes when people say that it's in your head it's in your head you know that's just what they think is wrong with them but i think that's why so many people love you well the whole idea is my job is not to say whether you're right or wrong it's to try to prove you right Mm -hmm. okay so if I can prove you right and get a good understanding of it, then you are right. But you hate to be wrong. Well, <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. like to be wrong, but I don't like – I certainly can own up to it. If yeah. I no, 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 no. I, I was saying it in a sarcastic way. I but. understand. <laughs> well, the whole idea is what was really unusual is how common this stuff really is. And so basically it, it looks like after reading about twelve to fifteen hundred genetic reports, which is what I've read this year. Okay, gosh. That there is basically three major areas that almost all my skewed sick patients wind up with. About eighty percent of them have a faulty glutathione NAT system, which is basically NAT is the SNP. Can't remove glutathione excuse me, can't remove chemicals very well because their glutathione's faulty or their or their chemical detoxifiers are faulty. Okay. 
Okay, so obviously, and that's glutathione, a just for everybody's clarity, mm-hmm. is what gets toxins out of the body. Correct. It's naturally there. Supposed glutathione to be. is a, a highly sulfur-contained, has what we call disulfhydro groups. That it's able to bind chemical toxins and take them from fat solubility and make them water soluble again, so we can pee them out, or sweat, sweat them, them out. out, poop them out, etc. Okay. Now. Uh, the NAT system is the liver enzyme system uh, that clears certain toxins and chemicals. Then there's the cytochrome system, which clears drugs. And that's, you know, all about how do we get these toxins out to change their ability to stay in the body. And that way we can excrete them. Okay. So when those are faulty, we're really in trouble. Now, glutathione is also a very powerful anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. In fact, I tell people it's the second most powerful anti-inflammatory behind steroids. Is that why the cream is so popular for like a lot of people that have um, masses or, you know, a lot of people sure. put it on areas well, so, that are inflamed? So God concentrates glutathione in your, your lungs, mm-hmm. in your skin, in your bowel, in your sinuses, in your bladder. And around your nervous system. Okay. Because we don't want inflammation in those areas. And those Protection. Are also, those are also where we get into toxins. So if you have interstitial cystitis or chronic GI irritation or asthma or eczema or other things, you probably have a faulty glutathione from what we can see. Now, we've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. We thought you just had a jacked up immune system. Okay. But if you have a faulty glutathione, you can't control inflammation in those areas. Well, then therefore your immune system suffers. Correct. Okay. Now, because if we can't clear out those chemicals, then essentially they build up and eventually those byproducts and those chemical toxins that we, God wouldn't have given us a chemical toxin cleanser if we didn't need it. Exactly. Okay. And so the whole idea is we get we get it from foods, we get it from the environment, and if we can't get rid of it well, eventually it will build up and cause us problems. Okay. Now, some people that may happen in five years, some people it may take 50 years. To stack up. To stack up. Okay. You know, and then what's, so what, what can we do in the meantime? I mean, I know we have lots of nutraceuticals so for glutathione. So it just depends on, so you can try to make more glutathione, but the, the key is, and that's what we used to do, but what we have realized now is if you have a faulty form, you're just making a crappy form. But is it better to have a more crappy form than none at all? I'd rather have the good stuff myself. Okay, so we can okay. put in So we can put it back in. We can put glutathione back in. I know you do IV glutathione at your well, clinic. Well, you know, I got sick people. And these people, if I have weak mitochondria, I need to clean the filters. Just like everybody cleans their air conditioner filters. I've gotten it a couple of times. I felt amazing. Yeah, what it does is it basically, you felt it from the anti-inflammatory Oh, standpoint. yeah, because I'm always... Well, I've some, got, people, some people detox really hard. Okay. Well, I did. I, I take that back because the first time I did detox really hard, I felt mm-hmm. like a truck hit me, and you said that's the chemicals coming out. Right. Then the next two times, I was good. I was great. Right. I had my and energy so levels back. That's high dose because glutathione smells to high heaven of sulfur. Yeah. So trying to make it uh, palatable in, in a, a high oral, dose, in a liposomal, in a transdermal, it's just really hard to do. Transdermal, so. actually, we've worked really well, yep. hard on masking it. Now, I haven't found a liquid out there that tastes no. very good at so all. So we use suppositories, which gives us a lot more, and then we go to IVs when we really need it. Yeah. The problem is expense. Yeah. You know, and And, and you got to take the time to sit there and, and let you it be drip. And expertise. I mean, really giving glutathione IV is really not the easiest thing in the world. Okay. It can run into some problems. So. But what we want to do is we want to get that cleaned out because we don't need those chemicals in there messing up the mitochondria that may be already weak. Okay. Okay. So glutathione is going to be your friend. All right. Okay. Now we can have some other bindings from alpha lipoic acid and a few other things that can help us a little bit. Uh, Some people who have N acetyltransferase problems, they can use a little bit of milk thistle, things like that to help, semolin. And so, you know, those are in the, some of the products that we have, Toxiclear stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. 
So the long and the short of it is that once we, we want to get all that stuff out because it just doesn't belong in us. Okay. Okay. Now, the second thing we want to do is we want to take a person who has weak batteries and we want to try to strengthen them. Like putting the right stuff in. Yep. So putting the right stuff in didn't quite work. Okay. Okay. That was our mitochondrial restore, and it's I mean, great. It's, it does. It does work. We have a it lot does. of people that think it does. It works, it, it's but done it didn't work at changing the status. Oh, okay? I see. It was kind of a temporary. So fix. The, what's really come around in the research in the last year or two? So we can add step one, which is an NDUFS seven, eight, and three, is a very very common weakness. Those are SNPs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're okay. Gene. And that's the first step in the respiratory chain. Now it works on NADH. And we talked about that okay. last episode. And so we can use niagen, which is nicotinamide riboside. We can use NADH, and that tends to strengthen that step. But you got to be real careful because that works really quick. And if you take a person who's used to a low energy state in the brain and you change the energy status, a lot of people get freaked out. Yeah, you said it made you very um, irritable. And I've heard that a lot. So you did start with mm-hmm. the dose half. Now we're talking about the the new formula that's coming out in a few right. weeks. Mitocell PQQ. Well, and I'm getting to that real quick. Okay. So then the second thing, which has really been the exciting thing, and I actually had four people come to my office yesterday and said that PQQ has changed their life. I've already heard that many, many times, okay. but I live it every day. Now, what happens is PQQ was proven through some very scientific processes to actually induce the growth of more mitochondria in the cell. Okay. And what that does is if I got a battery, let's say I have four batteries working at 60%. If I can make that six batteries working at 60%, I've got a whole lot more energy. Yeah. Okay. So PQQ can make a significant change. And so basically with once we saw that all those things were happening, we decided to do our typical thing, which was build a supplement that contains all those your together. T- yep. Typical thing. You build the formula. Right. And so we decided to put PQQ and ubiquinone. Now, ubiquinone could have been chosen, but ubiquinone is much more stable long term. Yep. And then we basically put some NADH in it. And then we went ahead and put resveratrol and quercetin and some A lot some of anti aging. Yeah, basically to help the mitochondria work better. Okay. So, and that's what. You've got vitamin C, um, mm-hmm. zinc. So that's what's in the mitocell. Now, you don't have to take the mitocell. You can take any of these. And mitocell might not be perfect for everybody because some people can handle you know, immediate energy and some people can't. Okay. But obviously what we're trying to do is make it simplistic so you don't have a whole lot of bottles. Well, as I like to call it, the compression model. Why right. open six bottles when you can that's try right. and open one or two? So, And I can tell you that it does. the stuff does work. Oh, no. We have the test batch. So. <laughs> so, and we, we have know, the people that, uh, that used it. If you can't it. tell, I love talking about mitochondria because I finally can do something about it. Well, I looked over your lecture that you're speaking in December at the Anti-Aging World Congress, and mm-hmm. um, it was very over my head, so I have to <laughs> I have to admit that. Yeah, but, I but geeked some, out. I, I know, and that's good. You got one hour to impress like 700 doctors and see if they can get it. And I just, I found it, though, interesting just because from a research standpoint, you mentioned a lot of research articles and, mm-hmm. and things, because so this isn't just pulling it out of the air. No, it's just so new in general yeah. that, that you really have to. Um, well, what we're going to find out, all these articles that you read on mitochondrial poisons is how you referred to it. We're going to f- find out that the people that really get affected are the people who have mitochondrial genetic weakness. Yeah. And so, so that was my next question, though. Mm-hmm. If you do not have your genetic testing, which a lot of people still don't, mm-hmm. you know, 
how do you know you need the product? How do you know you need the Midasil? Okay, well, the typical things are exercise intolerance. Like uh, what, you're poor, sore after poor, exercising? No, you just have trouble rebounding. Okay. Okay, not just sore. Everybody gets sore yeah. after a workout. But really, you have, it takes a long time for you to get back to feeling normal. Oh, like several days. Okay. Um, muscular weakness, fatigue, um, immune system that's not quite working as well as it should, have trouble healing mm-hmm. from injuries. Um, just just basically a low energy state, but we're probably going to be able to throw in anxiety and depression and post-traumatic because stress those disorder. Are, those correlate. Mm-hmm, I saw that when, on a lot of literature I was reading last Because night. when your brain does not have enough energy, it can't keep up. So really you go even, into a panic even, state. even the ADD, ADHD realm. What I didn't realize in the ADD realm is that the batteries were weak in a lot of those kids. Oh. So the brain would fart out in the afternoon. <laughs> Great term. You understand? Yeah, tire out. Because it was so. You'd ask the parents, uh, "Well, does your son do better in the morning, and then have trouble in the afternoon?" They're like, "Exactly." And then when he gets home, he's fried. He can't do any homework. That's a lot of people. Well, guess what? Yeah, the batteries were weak. Oh goodness! So if you don't have your genetic testing, you can look at those symptoms and go, "Okay, they might have a genetic snip that's affecting that that five chain." five step chain correct correct so if but if you do you need to look at the snips that are your name (laughs) you name them i don't know (laughs) okay the slc 19a1 into ufs 7 8 and 3 uh, uqc rc2 um cox 5a and cox 6c now are we looking at homozygous which is two copies or a one copy state at heterozygous Both one or two can be a problem two really? is obviously worse same just with methylation so what i do is i count the positives and just out of simplicity i give you a 10 percent weakness for every positive oh wow well within those yeah those groups those snips, so if you yeah. have all the cox into ufs sevens or a cox 60 and a 5a only give you a 10 percent okay so then you definitely need to do that, something that's about That's not it. perfect science. That's just giving me a general clinical feel. Well, you have proof now because all your patients, you confirmed right. that, okay, this was what was going on. Correct. All right. Man, good stuff. Very okay. good stuff. And I'm excited um, that we, we got to talk about this. And I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes and maybe realize why they're so tired all the time or just mm-hmm. having issues in general. So we thank you for joining us on this episode. We hope you have a beautiful and blessed day. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. This show is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. Dr. Stewart serves as the chief science officer and lead formulator for neurobiologics and advises you to consult with your own medical professional on any information given during this programming. This information is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or medical condition.